Welcome to the Helping Hands podcast with me, Gail Louise Turner. On this podcast, I will be chatting to inspirational people and I will be finding out about their life story, their influences and how they give that extra helping hand every day. If you'd like to follow me, please go to my Facebook, which is Gail Louise Turner or on my Instagram, which is Gail GLT. Each episode of the Helping Hands podcast will be having an accompanying Spotify playlist with my guest musical influences. This can be found under Helping Hands podcast playlist on Spotify. Now it's time to sit back and relax and enjoy the show. an online estate agent for Easy Property and I'm really looking forward to chatting to Gail and listening to some amazing music. Well thank you very much for joining me um, again today Laura. Um, I know we've worked together um, in the past um, with one of my journalism projects at university so thank you for that again and thank you for speaking to me t- today. So um, uh, just as a, a first thought where can people follow you on social media? So you can find me on Facebook. I've got Easy Property Sandbatch and Crew, and uh, we're also just starting on Instagram as well. Um, and you can find me on LinkedIn as well under Laura Dyson. Lovely. Well, thank you for that, Laura. So, so basically, I'm here to tell your story today and and how you help people and bring into um, the story your influences and 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 how you stick with things really. Um, so really um i know who you are but can you tell people um about yourself and and your career and your daily life and actually how you help people and support others yeah sure so uh i I said before i'm a mum of four so um daily life is very hectic especially when you're in lockdown um i decided to start up my own online estate agency and I got the franchise for Easy Property in February of last year and then obviously um, COVID came along um, so it's it's been a learning curve but I wanted to start the estate agency because I wanted to provide um, jobs for local people and I also wanted to be able to support um, local things as well like schools and churches and a local football team as well so um yeah I just wanted to do something where I could earn a wage and fit in around children but also you know help local people that's what it's all about really so how does that work then how do you um actually work with people as an estate agent what what do you do because you're working with sort of different partners aren't you so how, how does that work yeah so um well the good thing about the reason why I wanted to do this type of estate agency rather than another type of estate agency is that um, I can really hold people's hands throughout the whole process I've sold um, and bought about eight times in the past 10 years and um, you know I just feel like sometimes you're left on your own and it's the most stressful time in anybody's lives really so I wanted to do something different where I could be there for anybody so I work evenings and weekends if anybody's like worried and nervous about anything I'm there to hold people's hand through it and you know as I said it's um it's it's just going really well and we took on um a young apprentice so it's lovely to be able to you know start paying back um to the 
the community as well and start employing young people because obviously with COVID there's not a lot of job opportunities available as well. And how do you feel um, sort of like working with the local community? So um, obviously you're juggling your children, but how do you feel about helping the local community? Because I think at this time in COVID, people do need that extra helping hand. So, so what's your thoughts around that? Oh, they do. They do really need help. And it's great for the kids as well to see, you know, that even though you're busy, you're a mom or a parent and you've got a full time job and you're doing it on your own. That's no excuse not to be there and support the local community. So, you know, unfortunately, there's not a lot of things that we can go out to do at the moment. But, you know, being able to support them financially, at least in the meantime, and then hopefully, you know, as, as everything starts relaxing, I can get the kids to come along as well and you know we can start start supporting the community in other ways as well whether it be I don't know litter picking or you know helping out at fairs that kind of thing so it's yeah it's just really important that you know if you're a parent that your kids see you being part of the community. So do you um, at the moment do you with COVID do you um, have telephone calls with people are, are you not able to go and see your clients individually how, how do you deal with COVID? Well, yeah, the government thankfully set out quite strong guidelines for us to stick to with regards to, um, you know, meeting with clients, etc. It's um, after the first lockdown, they opened the housing market and that's been open right the way throughout ever since. So, yeah, going into people's houses, it's just masks, sanitizer, windows open, keeping distance between us. I've also had to learn how to use a lot of new technology, um, prop tech, they call it. So I can now do virtual tours, virtual valuations. So, yeah, I think the market's totally changed now and, and how not just myself being an online agent, but, you know, most estate agents are going to have to change the way that they do things. Although currently we're isolating because of um, one of my children had tested positive for COVID, unfortunately. So um, I can't go out and visit anybody at the moment. But, um, you know, it's great to be able to chat to people via Zoom like we're doing now. That's really good, though. That, and honestly, my heart goes out to you because it must be so hard to juggle that with the kids and what's going on with COVID and, and people do need you to support them. So well done for that. I, I really like that. I'm really inspired by that. So uh, career-wise, what did you do before? Remind me on. Uh, oh, goodness me. <laughs> I've done quite a few things. Yeah. Um, I, I keep telling my, my daughters um, and my son have both been choosing their options recently and they were saying, oh, I don't know what to do. And I said, you know, I didn't really stick to a career until in, I was in my late 30s so um, I started off in the state agency um, and I went to conveyancing and at the time I don't think I was mature enough to be able to deal with you know the stressful situations that people were going through so I left and I went to uh, hostessing I've done bar work um, I've worked in a preschool as well when I had the children and a lot of volunteer work in between and then um I had cancer unfortunately so I've had a big gap but um I just uh, always missed the estate agency side of things so I decided to train again and, and start my own company up. That's really interesting so by the sounds of it you've you've sort of dealt with lots of different people um and you've grown and developed and, and it's having that sort of human interaction going forward and I think it's really nice to hear that you said um you've had that experience and getting older and as you've grown older you've been able to 
be able to handle them a difficult situation and, and I really really I can relate to that and aspire because um I know I've met you before and and you know your CV is full and obviously you're also um looking at new things as well and juggling it with the children so that's that's really really good so where can people find you for easy property so um, with Easy Properties is all over, but I particularly cover Sandbach and the crew area. Um, I kind of dip my fingers into, or my toes into like the surrounding areas. Um, but yeah, we're, we're a fast growing online estate agency. So you'll start to see more people um, spring up all over Cheshire uh, and, and the rest of the country, which is dead exciting, you know, being able to be one of the first agents out there and, and just seeing it grow and helping support the local, um, well, not just the other local agents, but the agents all over the country, you know, we're a good family network and it's it's just really good. So what's, um, so for example, could you just describe to me um, an individual case then? So just if, like, say, for example, we weren't in, in a, pa- a pandemic, what would you actually do to get the client and, and how would you actually work and help them? So, um, yeah, basically, um, I do a lot of social media. So people tend to get in contact with me rather than me kind of reaching out for 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 people to sell their houses. They've seen that I do things a little bit differently than most agents. So they get in contact with me. Um, There's a lot of people that are nervous about putting the properties on the market so I can have a good chat with people, go out to visit them, explain um, what we do selling, selling properties. So I put the house on the market and rather than just putting it on right moving and expecting it to sell we do a big social media campaign on it so we'll do virtual tours um sneak peeks that kind of thing and yeah the the vendors really love the fact that i'm there holding their hands the whole way through it any questions nothing's nothing stupid you know it's new for everybody that's selling a house for the first time or buying a house for the first time um and i think they like the fact that you know Yes, I'm a mum of four, so I'm not going to be available on the school run, but I'm happy to chat to somebody at half nine at night about any worries that they've got. So, um, yeah, it works really well. And we do the viewings, um, agree offers, and then we've got um, sales progressors that can, you know, I help. And then we've got a sales progressor that makes sure everything just runs as smoothly as possible. Unfortunately, there are times when houses fall through um you know people get made redundant and they can't proceed with purchases for example we had that um not so long ago but again I'm there on hand to get the house back on the market and get it sold so um you know that that's the main thing really things happen in life but it's it's being there and being open for people to be able to help them through the journey so do you deal with people um, across the board? Though, for, so let me just think, for example, somebody who hasn't got a lot of money and somebody who has, has got a vast amount of, of money, is there different strategies to get them a house um, with, with what you are looking after them for? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, not not really. You know, everybody's having the same journey. Um, the problem that we've got at the moment is um, for people who are on a lower budget of, of houses and um, there's just so many people in that price bracket looking for houses that they, they're just selling so quickly so it's a really difficult journey for first-time buyers or people in that lower bracket trying to find a house because there's just so many people looking at that price bracket whereas people with a, a much bigger budget 
you know, obviously there's less people looking in that kind of price range. So um, they have a bit more of a relaxed time being able to look. Things aren't selling as quickly. A lot of people I've been speaking to um, looking for houses. They've requested viewings and before they've even managed to go, the house is sold. So, yeah, um, I guess there is there is that difference. But once the once the offer's accepted on the property, I don't think it matters whether it's, uh, you know, on the lower end of the, the market or the higher end, it's still the same journey that you're going to go through. No, and I think, every, like you say, everybody needs a house and everybody needs the local um, amenities. It's so important. I mean, um, the housing market at the moment, are you getting a lot of clients or, or is it sort of, um, is it dwindled with, with COVID? Are people still buying houses? Oh, goodness. Um, it, it has been crazy since the market opened again last June. It, it just, it, I think... I think Right Move said it was the busiest market in their history. I think the first couple of days they had more people visiting their website than any other time um, because the, the government did something called stamp duty holiday, which has unfortunately ended in the past couple of days now um, for anybody looking to buy. First time buyers can still get that holiday until the end of September, but um, the, the market just went crazy. I think... It has gone a little quieter with regards to people looking to view houses in the past couple of weeks. But before that, it was just, I, I couldn't keep up. I had, I think I had something like 130 appointments in one week. It was just mental. That's, that's, um, that's brilliant. That is. And they, they all know you by your name now. Do, do they, do they have a nickname for you? Laura Dyson, the, the, the house supporter. Do, do, do they um. honestly... <laughs> I've had I've had a couple of nicknames. Um, I keep my team keep calling me Wonder Woman, and um, I had one vendor who said Laura for Prime Minister, so that was quite funny. But um, yeah, I just just guess you know when you look at social media, um, particularly Facebook, anybody that's asking if they can recommend an estate agent, it's just lovely to see how many people you know clients, not just my mum. Uh, keep recommending me which is just it's just it makes it all worth brilliant all the stress yeah that's that's good though when you get that sort of that positive recommendation and people rely on you I think I think that's such a good thing and, and in fact I might uh, you know if I win the lottery I might come to you and actually uh, work with you to get a house you, you never know yeah. so I would definitely come to you um and your you. people on that one because it sounds very interesting and, and and in fact I'd like to continue the story really so if I do speak to you again you're going to have to tell me where you're up to and um yeah. with, with the house and market and everything because it, it sounds like it's it's been really really crazy so um yeah. so tell me about your team of people then so so um you you have got all of these transferable skills that you've that you've brought into your career and, and doing this one now and obviously you you are a, um, a people person as well and you've got your uh, photographer skills there as well what 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 sort of skills are you bringing to the table and what um, sort of skills do your team have to help people? Oh um, well, as you said, I'm a photography skills so I used to work with a, a wedding photographer which has really helped me. Um, with houses you know kind of dressing them for example when we're putting the houses on the market although during an easy property I had um, some fantastic training with a group of people so I had um, David who is a professional you know does professional photography for houses so I've had training with them and the team there they keep us up to date with 
you know, how how to make things stand out on right move and social media and um, compliance, because I think people forget there's a lot of compliance that you need to to understand when you're going into a state agency. It's not you, you can't just set up your own estate agency. You have to have um, keep up to date with money laundering, that kind of thing. So it's the family at Easy Property. They, they love keeping us up to date supporting us um you know and they're there I've just had a hysterectomy actually so I had to have a little bit of time off so the whole team people at Cheshire East were doing valuations and and viewings for me and and um yeah my, my family at Easy Property were there to to support me throughout it so you know none of my clients felt that um you know they were missing out on anything they still had that really high level of service and do you um keep in touch with your clients do you have that aftercare are you are you with them for the whole journey and 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 sort of say hello where are you up to do you need anything that kind of thing yeah I mean in most parts I'm there right throughout a lot a lot of clients are different so the majority of people really do want me to hold their hand and I am in touch with them a lot I, I tend to let my clients um you know I take their lead really there's some that just are happy leaving it and, and getting on with it themselves, which is fine. You know, they don't want me ringing them up every week, telling them information that they already know. Um, whereas some people really do like that, chatting to me every day. And, and it's funny because I do make some wonderful friends out of it. You know, it's one of the first houses that I sold in my own company. Um, I'm still in touch with the lady that sold it. You know, we still message each other even, a, a, you know, a year and a half on, which is is really nice yeah so you've kept in touch and seen them socially that's so you're building that professional relationship then that's really really good and do you go to them to get ever get advice or do they come to you and say oh what am I supposed to do with this can you help me have you got that oh, sort of yeah. relationship of course yeah you know I want I want people to use me and and come and keep coming back to me you know even if it's like six seven years down the line that they're selling the houses but you know I do have a lot clients that um are solicitors or or estate agents or surveyors as well and that you know I, I never assume to know everything you know the more people that you know that can give you advice the better you know even as you get older you need to remember that there's there's other people out there that can that can give you advice and it's worth listening to them even if you don't take it you know just getting that kind of advice from people um definitely makes life easier so just going back to what you said about COVID then, what have you been doing differently whilst COVID with, with, with your career and sort of uh, with your, your family life? What, what, what sort of new strategies or different things you're doing that, that have been quite difficult and you've had to change what you're doing and it's been, have been sort of different for you? Is it, have you come across that? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, it's been really difficult for the kids. We've had to kind of find a new way of, of living so that I can continue to work, they can continue to learn and still get the support from me that they need. Um, and like, I'm, I'm just learning new things every day. There's new uh, prop tech, new technology out there that's supporting me to make like the journey with the clients so much safer for them during COVID. We can do, as I said, we can do virtual viewings now, which are fantastic. The, the technology that we've got, I can do a virtual viewing. So um, go around with a camera and as if I'm doing the viewing. And then afterwards, we can look at 
Google Maps to look at what's around. Um, we can look at what schools there are in the area, that kind of thing. So actually the virtual viewings tend to be way more informative for people viewing than the original viewings where, you know, you just, you know, taking people around the property. Um, you've got all that information there to hand. You can look at uh, council tax. You can look at crime rates, for example, on these virtual viewings. So it's just the whole property market has just changed so dramatically now. Um, and it's great that there's all these new um, online companies that are there to, to take you through it. So um, yeah, yeah, it's nice that we still got the high street branches, but um, you know, I think, as I said, the whole property market's changing now and you've got to keep up with it. Where, where is your branch based actually? So yeah, I don't have a branch. I pass the savings on. So I'm I live myself in Sandbach and Crew, which is why I wanted to just stay local. I wanted to be able to tell people the benefits of living in these areas and and know every walk, every school. Um, I I feel I feel like I've worked in branches before, and they cost a lot of money to run, and you're passing those costs on. To your clients so that's something I didn't want to do I wanted to keep prices down for people who are selling houses because you know it's expensive enough as it is you've got the stamp duty your solicitors your removal companies so it's just it, it I feel really honored that I can do this job and, and keep the cost down for people and I think you probably need to and that's a, um, the ideal time to keep the cost down because people not everybody's been to work um, obviously we've had the key workers go to work the the nh staff the retail staff but really um a quite a few people have been working from home their wages have been decreased so i think it's a hard time for people to to buy houses so you've been there for the extra support and that's that's what society needs and exactly. in in cheshire east consistency do you think we're going to have any more houses built do you think they're going to support the first time buyers people with with not a lot of income do you think that's going to happen yeah, I mean, there's still um, there's still the odd new build site cropping up around Cheshire East, um, you know, and, and that's good because that is keeping the house house prices at a re relatively steady le level. We have increased quite a bit over the past year because of the stamp duty holiday, but I think it's just going to keep the house prices at a steady level now for people. And, you know, these new build sites... Um, it's sad yet that they're building on, on green areas and, you know, if they can get the brown areas, then that's that's fantastic. But they are providing so much social housing and they're giving great incentives for people to get on the property ladder. Or, you know, indeed, you know, I've got a lot of families and friends from schools that um, need to get bigger houses and they wouldn't necessarily be able to afford it if it wasn't for like the help to buy programmes and um you know the exchange programs that these new build sites offer so yeah it's it's difficult isn't it because i know everybody worries about seeing that their towns get bigger but you know it's bringing some fantastic new people to the town as well um that want to be part of you know these lovely friendly areas and support us so you know i'm i am all for it 
That's good to see um, as an onlooker. So getting that, um, the economy going, getting local uh, businesses going again, getting people um, into Cheshire East. And that's, and um, I've, I've seen that and evidence of that. And that's what I'm also looking for. So that's, that's good. I mean, to get the, um, to get crew on the map. I mean, we live right next to a railway station. Crew is a place to be. I think we need to bring the right people into crew. Um, It's about an hour and a half to London, isn't it? Um, About, um, on a really really good journey with the, the right train and Manchester we, we we are at you know arm's distance from all these these big cities so I, th- I think we are in the right place and um, I know Sandwich is um, quite a nice area as well so that's really good that you are supporting the the local community so I'm going to ask you a little bit more about yourself now so you sound like you've done a lot um, in your career and you are supporting your family as well and um, so how old are your children? Um, so the eldest, Esme, is going to be 14 in a couple of weeks' time. Jake's just turned 13, so they're both at high school. And then I've got Ada, who's six in a couple of weeks, and Eli, who's four, who's starting uh, primary school in September. Wow, so quite a vast age of, of, of your children. There. And did they all get on? Oh, <laughs> that's a million-dollar question. Um they can get on really well. Um, unfortunately, when we're in all in isolation together, they can wind each other up a little bit. But they're, they're all lovely. They just want some time on their own, really. You know, that like anybody, you forget sometimes that you get a bit um, frustrated and annoyed being stuck in a house. And, and it's difficult, isn't it, when you want some time on your own and there's just so many people here. But um, hopefully we'll be going back to normality and they'll all be back to their lovely pleasant selves soon <laughs> and um how have they coped with covid and how have you coped with covid oh goodness i mean we have been incredibly lucky until this week i've not had anybody in my family that have, have caught covid so you know i can't I can't say how grateful I am that we've got to this point where, you know, elderly relatives in the family have, have had their jabs now and they're a bit, you know, better protected. Um, mentally, I think it's taken its toll on all of us. But, um, you know, it, it's just something that you have to get on with. And I think the kids are doing really well. As I said, I've started this company up during during COVID. So it's it's actually helped me really you know thanks to the government doing all these special stamp duty holidays and everything I don't think the market would have been as busy if, if it wasn't for that so um you know maybe Covid hasn't been so bad for us which is a relief it's difficult to say when I know it's affected so many people in so many worse ways but you know we've come out relatively unscathed thankfully. And what other strategies have you put in? Have you done anything fun? What what actually makes you happy? So I know your career is so important, but what have you done? Have you, is there anything you've done differently that's put a smile on your face? What's made you happy? Um, yeah, I mean, there's just little moments with the kids that maybe, we, you know, we wouldn't have had because life would have got in the way. Like trying to grow up... Everybody's done similar things during COVID, haven't they? Like tried to grow vegetables for the first time, make banana bread and in the slow cooker, that kind of thing, movie nights, um, you know, just just being able to spend that little bit more time with the family because, you know, they would have been at school or out with the friends and I, w- I would have missed so much. So, um, it, yeah, it's been lovely. There's been some really lovely moments to cherish. So that's been good. 
So looking at your life story then, I feel like I need to say to you, this is your life. And then the theme tune comes on. Um, what has been your greatest achievement? Um, apart from the kids, obviously, because that's that's a no-brainer. Um, I, I guess this, this last year, actually, it's not just one thing. It's, it's one year in general. Um, you know, we've survived COVID, started a business. Um, I've had a hysterectomy and I've still got, you know, got through all that and, and we've just grown stronger as a family. So it's um, it's not just one thing that's an achievement. It's a whole year for me that I'm going to be able to look back on and, you know, any troubles that I have in the future now, I'm like, well, I made it through that. So, you know, the, the rest is, is just going to be a breeze. Wow, honestly, I'm 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 so inspired by you. I feel I feel like I need to give you a massive hug to, to with everything you've done. It's it's so it's so heartwarming and, and overwhelming. So I'm going to go on to your Spotify playlist. So, um, just to let you know, Laura, every guest choose five songs to tell them their life story and what inspires them, and things like that. So I'm just going to bring yours up now because you've chosen some fantastic songs. And in fact, I might go to YouTube later and find a very special clip for you from the film you chose because it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great one. So just bear with me one second while I just bring that up for you just now. Okay, so I'm looking at the, um, on Spotify. So if people go to the Gail Louise Turner Helping Hands podcast playlist, Laura Dytham, your five songs are on there. And honestly, they're absolutely amazing. And um, I, th I think, honestly, it's absolutely great. Do you like music? Um, yeah, I do. I'm, I have a bit of eclectic taste, really. Um, my husband and my kids are obsessed with music and they listen to it all the time, whereas I kind of quite like silence. But, um, you know, if, I, if I'm feeling cheery and, you know, I want to do something, I put the, the echo on and have a dance around the kitchen um but yeah I don't know I just there's just so many songs that remind me of different things like you know family members that I've lost or times in my life that I've had and it's nice to be able to just be transported back really in time to, the, to those moments and it's amazing that you can do that through music and I think music's so powerful it's okay so this is interesting now so going to your playlist now you've chosen Eva Cassidy over the rainbow yeah so Oh, I was so close to my grandma growing up. We were like best friends and she always loved Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And when Eva Cassidy did it, she just said she never thought that anybody would be able to do it better than Judy Garland. But Eva Cassidy was just um, the most beautiful singer and just so much emotion in her voice. And every time I listen to that song, it just inspires me, you know, like... I know I think of my grandma and I think of, you know, there might be some difficult times, but just over that rainbow, it's just going to be, you know, fantastic on the other side. And I think I think with uh, the songs originally from Wizard of Oz, isn't it, from 1939? And I think yeah. because that song was in the wartime Britain, I think 
that it has a powerful meaning and it's quite spiritual and and it's kind of a hope song that you're hoping for the best and there's quite a lot of meanings in it and I think Eva Cassidy is quite a spiritual lady from what I remember so it's it's a good choice for you definitely um so you've chosen Michael Bublé um and everything now he's quite a good looking man and everybody likes his charisma but why have you chosen everything Oh, so um, he was actually, this song was playing on the radio when I gave birth to Esme. Um, don't mean to grace anybody out, but um, it's just such a beautiful song. And, you know, I, I love singing it to the kids whenever they used to go to sleep or have trouble sleeping, we'd sing it. And, and now it's our song and they really are my everything. So it just made sense to add this to my list. And so what's the most important thing about your children? Oh, the most important thing about my children, just, you know, they're just lovely, happy, healthy children. And, um, you know, they're, they're just amazing, amazing kids, really. And I'm just so privileged, you know, and it, life can be difficult. And sometimes you just have to think about yourself. You know, you're just so lucky to have these these young people in your life and you just need to be there to support them, really. That's really, really nice to hear. That's That's so lovely, that is. So your next one then. So we've got Boy Meets Girl, Waiting for a Star to Fall. Tell me all about this one. I love this song. I must admit, I'm so glad you've chosen it. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I, I was born in the 80s. So 80s, 90s music. I just love it. The majority of it all is just feel good with a decent beat. Um, this song always makes me happy. And the, it's from one of my absolute favourite films, which is Three Men and a Little Lady um which if you haven't watched it you've got to watch it I know it's a bit old-fashioned but like the guys in it are just so cool and yeah it's one of my favorite films one of my favorite songs one of my favorite eras so it had to be in now I, I to be honest because the the characters um are really really funny in it and, and I agree but what what do you like about the characters because I know that film really like the back of my hand what what is it about the the men in the film that makes you laugh they're all older aren't they they're all older but you know it's uh, then there's a meme out there you know like you could be the toughest or the coolest guy in the world but if a toddler hands you like a toy phone you answer it don't you so it's just it's just so nice to see men that can be father figures and you know it's like it's like with covid you just something comes along and you adapt to it and just kind of like i love a love story um you know the fact that they kind of get together in the end and 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 get to be dads all together it's just wonderful thank you for that that was that was wonderful um yeah I I I absolutely agree I love that film um it's really funny as well when they're in the car and they get all mudded and yeah he goes yeah it's funny um so moving on to wonderful wonderful life Katie Mellywood why have you chosen this song I just um you know I, I've only, I know it's been out a few years, but I only really discovered it during COVID. And it's just just such a lovely song. It's so mellow and it's it's got an inspiring message, I feel. And it's just when things have got a little overwhelming, it's just one of those songs that I can put on and just chill out to and, and listen to a lovely voice. And um, yeah, I just thought it was a nice song, reflective for me of COVID anyway. 
really really powerful song and she's she's a great singer isn't she she's got this of this authentic voice which which definitely leaves a lasting memory so yeah. now i laughed at this one so i heard it so i didn't know this one but when i think of barney rubble uh, by the twang i think of flintstones but why have you chosen this one well i i'd never heard of the twang until i met my husband um who is a huge fan of it and I, I just love their music. I love his voice. I love their vibe. And um, yeah, I was just a firm fan, like the minute I heard this one song and the kids as well, we all absolutely love them. We've been to see them a couple of times and um, you know, you, like I've messaged them on Facebook and they get back to you. They're just really, really nice guys. Um, and whenever this song comes on, we are all dancing around the kitchen table for sure. So um, this this song just reminds me of my husband and my children. And uh, it had to be like the last one because it was just it's just fantastic. So if you've never heard of Twang, then you have to listen to this song. So you definitely like dancing then? Oh, yeah, I like a good boogie. I like to embarrass my kids. I keep saying it's um, character building, so... <laughs> And I, I like I like the fact that you are like a really uh, a, a big family and you've got that sort of um, authentic family and you, you all participate in, and and you you're one big team, aren't you? That's what it sounds like to me, anyway. That's that's really good. Yeah, yeah, we try to be. That's what it's all about, you know. It's about supporting each other, um, you know, and anybody else that needs support as well. And it's that's that's what everybody needs to remember in this day and age don't they there's so much going on with brexit and coronavirus and and god knows what else it's just it, it's about being there for your family and and not just your immediate family but your friends and family as well with as well. with the with the job you do do you feel like you have been involved in what's going on with brexit and covid do you feel like you're quite in it or do you feel because you've you've been um well in a way you've been made to stay at home have you uh, felt like you've been taken two steps back or do you feel you're still part of it and influencing what's going on no um, we've been quite lucky with the housing market it's been one of the few sectors in the country that have had a real boom so I, you know I feel so sorry for people that are in the hospitality industry um you know schools teachers everywhere else is shutting down and the housing market's just gone from strength to strength so, um, you know, I, I have felt incredibly lucky to be part of it in the past year. Um, and, you know, hopefully it will continue to grow. And they feel like um, that there is local uh, amenities available for everybody in the local area to no, cope with the I think, houses? I think that's the, that's the one the one thing that really gets me about all these new builds yes it's great bringing new people to the to the area it's great for the housing market I just feel like the infrastructure's like a second thought for it for example um if we take a small area like um Sandbach and Crow there's that many houses but the road networks haven't really changed I haven't seen a big increase in doctor surgeries or you know for example um the high schools that my kids go to the catchment areas are getting smaller and smaller so um yeah it's that's the one thing that's a shame really and hopefully it is going to be addressed in the future but hopefully it, it won't ruin the town in the meantime 
have you spoke to people about it then so your your sort of your local partners have you spoke to them to find out what's happening because i know we're getting some local development um have you have you got a sort of inkling to what's going on with, with your line of work I mean, you get, I read the papers, you get some kind of inkling. I don't get any, I don't get asked off it, you know, by any counsellors or anything or, or get any insider knowledge. But I mean, you see things like the, a lot of these new builds have to give the councils um, certain amounts of money. I think it's called 106, section 106, I might be wrong. Um, and they've only got a certain amount of time to use that. And a lot of the time they don't use it in time and it gets to be returned. And I just feel like, um you know we, we need we need more infrastructure we need we need more um schools more doctors better traffic networks and i know we you know we're quite lucky where we are we've got some really good counselors actually um that are trying to adjust the things that are going on so hopefully as i said it's not going to ruin the town and have you spoke to your clients and your friends and your family and people, your acquaintances? What do they think about um, with, with, with your career, with, with the housing and um, the local amenities and things like that with what's going on? Do they have a positive opinion on it? Um, well, yeah, I think uh, like estate agents sometimes get a bit of a bad rep, really. Um, and they shouldn't because, you, you know, I know we're, they can be quite expensive but generally the people that are working in the branches or face to face you know they're not the ones that are expensive it's it's the actual branch itself um but yeah no I think I, I don't know <laughs> I'm trying to think of the question now so um I don't know sorry <laughs> no, that, no that's fine well I mean the, the thing is you have you have been stuck in so I suppose it's, it's a lot harder to to speak to people and also people yeah, yeah it, it's hard to get that public opinion but but for yourself so what are your future plans really because I suppose we don't really know what's going on and, and I think it's hard but you've got your family set up there you're all happy like you've told me so yeah. so what 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 do you think is going to happen with with yourself and what would you like to happen so um, my future plan has always been, um, I, d I don't want to grow too big. I, I just want to be a small um, local agent that still manages to provide the exact same standard of service um, and just manages to support the local community. So, um, you know, I've not got any plans to, to get much bigger, really. I only take on a small amount of houses each month because I want to give everybody the same standard of service. Um, so yeah, there's no plans to grow any bigger. I just want to be here to support my family, support the local community, um, and yeah, just just watch the kids grow really into wonderful adults. That's really nice. Do you have um, any local events lined up? So um, not only uh, with your easy property business, working with the local community, building them positive relationships. Is there anything in the pipeline or anything that you were going to do before COVID that will actually get everybody back together? I think it's, for, for my opinion, when COVID finishes, I would like to see people happy have you have you got any inkling to what you would like to be done to get everybody together family friends local community what what are your thoughts on that it would just be really nice to get some kind of normality for the children with like sports events you know sports days 
it's so sad that they've missed things like that so even just the old normal would be amazing to be able to like mix with people and and different you know because there's different children that I've seen from the, the kids friends from nursery and you know just being able to see them at, at events and watch them grow um but I mean business-wise trying to get people together I've, I've supported um a local football team late in FC so with their training kit so that's good it'll be nice to go and you know watch them and support them and other local teams um and schools you know getting back to the whole fate the school fates just helping take part you know if you're a parent obviously try and get on the PTA and if you can't do that then just support them how you can if it's just giving an hour a time for a stall or something then um you know it's, it's all about the community really and supporting that and getting back into it in the future so for, for your children then have they ever sort of said to you what they they want to do going forward have you ever had that conversation with them what they would like to to do going forward because I, I know you said earlier that COVID has adversely affected you all do you do they have any plans what they want to do or are they just quite happy going to school playing football that kind of thing yeah um I mean it is funny because you you talk to them and their their ideas change every five minutes I mean um Ada, who's five, wants to work in McDonald's, which is fantastic, you know. Yeah, but I'm sure yeah. it changes as she gets older. Um, my eldest doesn't know what she wants to do, but she's dead studious. She's doing really well at school, so I'm sure when it, it comes to her, she's going to do well no matter what. Um, and my son's just joined the architects, which is fantastic. So hopefully, you know, there's going to be some sort of military future for him because I think that that, you know, that... He, he works really well under structure um, and for all of us as a family we've just all really settled here so um, we've only lived in the house that we've been in for a year so I just it'd be really nice moving forward making this our forever home building the garden together and um, you know it's just hopefully everybody just like stay local to me I don't want any of my family kind of moving away so no, I think it's really nice to get everybody back together. Just just as a, a quick one, you said air cadets there. Did you used to get involved in guides or anything? Did you used to sort of get involved or, for oh, example? I, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't do um, I didn't do guides or like air cadets or anything like that, but I did lots of clubs. So um, I did troop dancing. I was part of a swimming team. Um, whilst I, did, I, I just... I don't, I just like joining in things like that. But I, I literally got, a, when I was in high school, I had two part-time jobs. So I've just always worked really hard. So um, there wasn't a huge amount of time for things outside of, of school, like guides and that. But um, I did like my troop dancing. Well, oh, so you did troop dancing. Wow. So, so remind me on, how does that work? Um, so it was... I don't know whether they still do it. You don't see it at carnivals or anything anymore. But So it's a big troop of girls and it's a bit like acrobats. So you do a lot of marching and a bit like cheerleading. You throw each other up and, you know, I'd be standing on top of people's shoulders and doing pyramids and that kind of thing. And it was great as a, a young girl. We got to travel around like loads of local carnival events and everything all over the country, take part in competitions so, um, you know, it was fantastic being part of the team. And I guess hopefully they still do it. 
Do you think do you, something uh, I was just saying about your future plans there? Do you think it's something that you'd like to get involved in again? Or because um, it sounds like you like dancing. Is there anything else? Maybe I know you probably haven't got time with everything, but go to the gym or dancing because it, it sounds like you enjoy it. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I love a good boogie at a wedding, but yeah, you're right. It's just a matter of time, really. I have to um, I have to decide there's only so many hours in the day and who deserves my time more? Is it, you know, spending time on myself doing something like that or is it, you know, giving the kids the, the one-on-one time that they need? So until they get a little bit older, I guess, you know, any, like, plans I've got for myself just need to go on hold. And, and who do you think, through your life story who has who've influenced you the most have you have you met any great people who've influenced you and have you sort of read any books watched any television um as a lasting thought who who, who would be the greatest influence that you have gone to to help you with your life goodness me you know it like it changes on a yearly basis growing up obviously family have been a huge support my grandma as I mentioned in the past um she was a great person to influence me on um you know just how to live my life with morals and ethics and um she she was just like a great supporter of me my family always have been I've been very lucky I feel sorry for you know anybody that doesn't have the kind of family support and network that I've got um you know and moving on you know my husband's influenced me a lot um friends it, um, you know, I, I'm so lucky to have so many positive influences around me. Um, Book-wise, Philippa Gregory, oh, she's just awesome. Um, you know, just her knowledge on history and, um, you know, and how she she puts that down onto paper. That's, I guess she's, you know, has been quite a big influence on me and on my life. So um, I would have said Philippa Gregory for that for that side of things. But yeah, as I said, it, everything, it just changes, doesn't it, on a, on a daily basis, who's influencing you, I guess. And um, I've just thought of another question now. Your your greatest lesson and greatest piece of advice you'd like to give to your little children? I, I mean, I would I would say it's like the song Somewhere Over the Rainbow. You, you know, you are going to have, you're going to have really bad days, unfortunately. Everybody is, but there's always going to be something over the rainbow another tomorrow and you know you can't let you can't let things in your life dictate how your life's going to be you can't you can't there's things that are going to happen in your life that you can't do anything about but what you can do is how you deal with that and that is kind of like the best advice that has taken me through life and hopefully I can pass that on to my children and I, I absolutely agree with that. You just don't know what life's going to throw to you. And I think sometimes you do need to listen to your own sort of gut feeling and not listen to the people around you. But then sometimes you do need to listen. It's I think life is hard. And I think it's, um, and if you don't mind me saying this, there's a song by Talk Talk and Life's What You Make Of It. And I really, really believe in that. Yeah, definitely. It is, you know, as I said, it's, you, you have to deal with things you can't just um, stick your head in the sand and expect things to go away you, you take life head on and, and just get on with it and there's going to be things that you do wrong of course there will but you can't do everything right all the time but you know it's it's owning your mistakes and 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 learning from them thank you very much 
So um, I'm going to leave it there for now, Laura. Thank you so much for um, speaking to me today. So, um, and hopefully we'll, we will catch up in, in the future. So uh, many thanks to my guest, Laura Dytham, who is a mum from Sandbach, who supports others in her line of work as being part of easyproperty.com. Thank you.